On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, Amazons don't want no scrubs. And slice up your life. Slice up your life. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. Or am this I, week... if I'm in a costume? Is this my costume? <laughs> am I just wearing a costume, costume all the time? Uh, so what are we talking this week? Season 7, episode 13, The Slice Girls. Slice up your life. Oh, how are you this week? I'm okay. Uh, it's finally not sweaty weather. So that's but nice. It's not quite sweater weather. It either. is not quite Ooh. sweater weather. I wore shorts and a long sleeve shirt today. Like, so did the combination. We are in that with that era of, of Texas, which means for the next three weeks, I will go from holy shit, I'm cold to oh my God, I'm so hot. But last week I was in Ohio where it was already that, that, that was very like, sometimes it's super nice to see fall. Like it's very, it's very pretty. And they had like the, like the maroon colored leaves and like the orange stuff. And so I was, I was going to say I was at a rural part of Ohio, but I think that's just Ohio. Probably. Yeah. So I don't know Ohio very well, so. No, I was very bummed. Like we wanted to go to my mom went to college in Ohio. There you That's go. all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, all of this. So all of this, the haunted houses, like were only open on Friday, and then oh. I was like, oh shit, my boss, my boss was like, go to Mansfield Prison. I have a good boss, and so Mansfield Prison is in between Columbus and Akron, and that's the Shawshank Redemption Prison. Ooh. And they do tours all day and they do all sorts of ghost hunts. However, they're only open from 10 to four. And unfortunately, the reason I was there was because somebody paid a lot of money for me to come and like be with them and do and stuff. So I couldn't yeah. be like, yo, we got to cut this an hour early because I got to get to the prison. I got to see some prison ghosts. Yes, I got to go ghosts. find some prison ghosts. So unfortunately and then i would thought about us driving by but the it just the it rained so fucking hard that i was mm. like this is not it's not worth it we're just it was a very stressful like let's just make it back yeah, to yeah. to our hotel so it was fine whatever and then this weekend i know i slept a lot that's probably about it anyway so how have you been been fine i uh went and i've seen some music i know everybody's shocked by what? that information every time i'm on oh but i got to see my friend's band i'm wearing the shirt tonight what? they were also the your friend <clears throat> and then i saw another band that i really like uh, it's got jason hawk harris and uh so that was fun last week and then i also got to pop in and watch a couple songs by the melvins at the venue next door and then my ears hurt, so I went back to the Americana show because I was not wearing earplugs. I was not prepared for a Melvin's pop-in. Uh, and then I saw the Walkman. Um, they reunited, I guess. People are really excited. They're good at what they do. Put on a nice show. And then I uh, went to my um, my friend's tattoo shop, um, Beach Bum Barrio Bash at Old Mile Tattoo. And ate sushi with a friend and did my Halloween decorations. That's my weekend. Ta-da! That that is very exciting. Did you get the wreath finished? I haven't started it yet. 
I am going to try to make a disco ball wreath. I'm pretty stoked. We'll see how it goes. I got a lot of disco balls in a wreath form. Yeah. I know I have a glue gun. I haven't forgot. I failed to check on the status of my glue stock, but I think I have a lot. I just haven't looked in a long time, so I need to check that. But I'm pretty confident. So we shall see. We shall see. I'm just in uh, maintain the house and dogs mode because. Uh, yeah, know, I think that was, you know, life. like Saturday. I also spent some time getting some house reorganization. Like this house is in constant flux of that reorganization will be until. But also a friend who just moved into a new place and she's being like her stuff is like almost set up. But I'm like, wait, you're supposed to do that in like a week, like not six months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girl, you you know how I am. I can't even come back from a vacation. I have to unpack that that book within an hour of arriving home. Like I would be the same way. I'm like, oh no, it must all be set up. No, that's just, that's just how my brain works. I had too much other stuff to do. Other things take precedence. So, anyways, <sighs> so but yeah, now I finally I have finally have my bedroom organized a little bit more, which gives me Yay. a little more, a little more. There's so much to do like in it and that then that's also gonna spiral me up so anyway speaking speaking of spiraling let's talk about slicing is that a good sure. transition Why so because spiral it's a spiralizer it's a spiralizer <laughs> so uh the slice girls is obviously a joke on the spice girls if you did not get that and i will mm. want to say that i did learn today after reading the reviews on spice up your life as i was listening to it and i was reading up on the lyrics as i wanted to tell some things were still being perceived i i did read these reviews spice up your life received mixed reviews from music critics with latin inspired production garnering divisive opinions andy gill the independent called it a pseudo salsa pop pastiche while the staff of the miami herald considered it a condescending dud in a similar review david brown of entertainment weekly described it as a hot cha cha slice of tropical boat cruise frivolity George Varga of the San Diego Union Tribune believed that the song does for Latin music what Hanson does for death metal. What? Wow. Sorry, I read that and I had to share it wow. because that was some of like burn. burn. <laughs> yeah, I hope that Damn. I, the Spice Girls had to put some sweaters on. Or I guess it would be opposite, but I don't know. Whatever. So that was hilarious. So I don't care. I need some salve for that. Some salve oh. for that burn. There you go. So this episode, season seven, episode 13, first aired February 3rd, 2012. And it was directed by Jerry Wanick. Now, Jerry is and was the production designer and a co-producer on Supernatural since season one. We've seen pictures of his fluffy dogs used in paintings in the past, which is why he's important because he has a fluffy dog. I mean, other sure. reasons probably, but fluffy dog kind of wins things and in, in, for most stuff. And But this was his first episode that he ever directed and he was very nervous doing it. He, so he directs more, but I just think it's very like someone who had like that much uh, 
he cared so much about the show. Like he like basically said, like I was like he's like it's like somebody gave me a three million dollar car, and then I was worried about wrecking it. Right, like yeah. so I just I think it was very sweet and very awesome, like how much he really cared about doing this. Uh, most recently, he is working as a production designer for the show Superman and Lois, which is on his third season. I didn't know it existed, but no, oh, whatever. There's about it. there's another Superman yeah. show. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what the world needed. Uh, this is written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Rosslaming. I love that couple. And yeah, so we're going to start off where it was raining and it was raining there and it was raining here. And I was just very happy that it was finally fucking raining. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah, it was raining and we got a man in his apartment looking through some papers and working on his laptop. And we've got a song playing called The Devil's Gotta Earn. It's by Brett Dieter, who is um, an Americana artist, but also better known as the singer for the indie emo band, The Juliana Theory. Interesting hot take. And so he has, does both now that both The Juliana Theory has reunited. They briefly split or took a hiatus or whatever. Anyways, I just thought it was interesting um, having someone spin off from a, a very different genre to do a, like an Americana vibe. Anyways. Uh, and here's somebody come into his apartment, calls out to see if it's his woman or whatever, and um, they don't answer. So he like stands up, closes the window and turns his music off. And now he's sitting in silence, which is my personal hell, uh, while he's working on his laptop. And we get this weird like, zoom in on his eye. Like, how do you even do that? I don't understand. Like, once the music so much, went... It gave me anxiety watching it happen on TV. Like, once, like, second. I'll be sitting in silence for, like, a minute, and then I'll realize that I'm, I'm sitting in silence, and then I immediately freak out and put something on. Correct. Correct. And he, like, intentionally closes the window and turns music off and sits back down? What the fuck? Psychopath. Who does this? Psychopath. Or maybe we're the psychopaths. I don't know. We're not going to go there. All right. So we get a super tight zoom in on his eyes. And then somebody grabs him, throws him across the room. The glass shatters from the picture frame. But there's all shit ton of glass and a shit ton of blood. And then he, we see a knife like stabby happening. But all we see is the knife hand and a lot of blood. A lot of slicing up. He gets sliced up. Yeah. But he does have some really cool Slice pop art on his wall, by the way. Slice up your life. <laughs> and then, uh, and then his shirt's ripped open, and a, sig a sigil gets carved into his chest. Very nicely done. I'm sorry, very it's nice just dude. like very clean. It's very a very nice clean work, you know. Like they don't even have to have a stencil. Like they just like mm. do that freehand. It's pretty impressive. It was. Yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean. Sam's driving and Dean's sleeping. They're in a 70s Buick Riviera, uh, Buick Riviera which is a car I very much like. Uh, and uh, Dean uh, wakes up and takes a sip from his flask. He's carrying Bobby's flask. So that's kind of a running theme in this episode, but he's now using Bobby's flask, which is also dark if you think about it because they both drink. Well, Bobby drank a lot too. Mm, let's just pass that oh. alcoholism down to each other. It's so nice. As I take a swig from this wine glass, it's fine. Mm. So, Same. Here so, we go. Here yeah. we go. Mm. I will wash that judgment down with a sip of wine. <laughs> well, so. Dean, but Dean thinks they're on a wild goose chase for a serial killer, which, you know, like when Sam starts explaining things, I can also see that. Yeah, but he's also like four guys in two weeks, their hands and their feet are cut off. Eat. But that's a serial killer thing. 
And but they're getting grown men being thrown through walls. Okay, maybe not a serial killer thing. Dean also um, says that there is a guy with a foot fetish run amok, which he could have done a whole amok 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 thing, which I'm disappointed he didn't. So we go to this morgue or whatever. So we find out is a crime lab. I just want to point out in the transcript, this kid or whoever he is, he's just he's known as a forensic officer and i just love that and i called him my forensics officer for the entire game my fo oh and i believe his name is eddie uh because we come back to we see him yeah, but he's just he's, adorable he, he continues so in the episode he's, i like him he's so helpful to the feds are coming in he gets along well with the superiors i just think he is a great gold star he's a great forensics technician i would be your he's very knowledgeable commander. Very knowledgeable. And uh, when they're looking at the body, oh, they realize there's this giant sigil cut in its chest, which they didn't have in the news articles. So that's super interesting. And um, the uh, the guy, Eddie, your forensic officer, is like, starts like asking, he's like, y'all work this late at night because it's like the middle of the night. And Dean says it's because of their benefits package. Yeah, he just makes up a healthcare plan. And then I was like, shit, I need it like my open enrollment thing closes on Friday. So like, I need to do that. Oh, no. Yeah. So, but also like F O Eddie, like he just knows everything. <laughs> he may be a serial killer. Right. He he's very much. knowledgeable. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, we found a DNA on one of the previous, on the, um, from the attacker, one of the previous cases, because the victim bit them. And, but there's no genetic matches as in not human. And that's just fine. That's just only only Eddie the FO like knows, only knows him only he knows this or cares. Yeah. So as they leave, Dean's like, okay, this does sound like an us kind of case. Fine. So what do you think? Sam, also, you go- now just going like, do you think like he's just been like working at this job and like nobody takes him seriously, and now he's finally like, I have these people and they're gonna listen to me. They're, he's they're just gonna to me. Yep. Eddie's so happy. He's like, yes. Um. So. Dean tries to send Sam to go do research while Dean goes to the bar, which is his form of research, to hang with the locals. Yeah. And so he goes to Cobalt something. Cobalt room. That's what it was. And honestly, like, as bars go, I would probably, like, I don't like the sign. I'd have a drink there. But I drink there. Like, it looks low maintenance. It's a vibey. It's just yeah. like, okay, I can have a drink here and we can hear each other talk. Okay. Yes. And he's sitting with a... a an attractive woman who is describing her date from hell, which includes going to see, it was just a dinner and a movie, but the movie was human centipede. Um, that doesn't sound like a great first date, ma'am. And maybe even like, you know, if you like eating ass, I mean, maybe that's like a good first date movie. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen it. I, I haven't either. To. I don't that's... feel like I'm missing out at all. Uh, I think my statement right there just set it off. So she's like starts like she's doing like super flirty about how she's not settling down every time anytime soon, and, and she really it's likes so Dean's suit. And it's he so plays off that he's an investment banker. You douche! So it's all, it's all. He lies um, about making money. You fucking douche! Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. so gross. It's so gross. It's real gross. And uh, so then they decide to leave together. And we get some ACDC. And then they bang. They go bang. They, they bang. And yeah. 
So and then somebody um, got murdered. But while while they're banging, we get a lot of cut back and forth. It's pretty well edited, I would say. I, it, about the the scenes, I I think it was really well done. It's, a, it's just a cut back and forth of them, their their sexual escapades and the murder happening. And then eventually, it's through the lens of the crime scene camera, which is even better. I will say, like the first murder scene, they had to cut back because it was too gory, and the network was like. Oh. Mm-mm. too much too much too much guys too much but even this okay. like is still like it's very heavy it's very gory it's just but it, i really think that it's uh, intuitively just well done i really like the the camera clicking too like that makes a really great thing uh the actress did not know that this was going to be that scene so when she was in wardrobe for the first time and they asked her what kind of underwear she felt comfortable in i think there was a what the fuck moment so that is a body double <laughs> um but you know they said that she had she still had fun you know i'd be like i'm doing a wet scene with jensen eckles <laughs> who needs underwear <laughs> i had to wear underwear son of a bitch like, but yeah so That's funny. Is it, but I, I, mean, I always like i don't, don't like thinking about but it i find the filming of like these scenes is interesting almost as the fight scenes right just like all yeah. the things that go into it especially like if you think well about like, what part of your body or your body devil's body you want showing because like sex yeah. isn't sexy like we don't look good humping like it takes like lighting and stuff to make those things like look good well and yeah. also being chins and alcohol so you know details and, details so we go through that yeah. And so Sam and Dean are arriving at the crime scene and apparently Dean looks like shit and, but he had an awesome night. So obviously as we know, and he's like, kind of like mm, teasing about it, but whatever. So Sam still hasn't been able to identify what this sigil is. And they, um, and they're discussing that as they enter the apartment where this murder took place. And Dean has a nice one liner. It says nice decor, early slaughterhouse. I'm like, okay, I was amused. Now it's not as funny, but it was funny when I heard him say it. I did a ha. Um, and our, our good friend, our forensic officer, uh, Eddie, recognizes them as FBI and introduces um, them to uh, he's detective. He's making the connections between them and Charlene. Yeah, the Charlene Penn. She's the lead on the case. And so, yeah, they're like, okay. Um, and while... While they're kind of looking around, and after this intro happens, a random dude shows up at the door and was like, oh, I just want to check on Jerry. He was my friend and my neighbor. And Sam's like, oh, did he have any enemies? And he's like, well, his wife wasn't happy because he had a fling. Ooh. A little alarm bell there, except for the fact that his wife probably couldn't throw him, like, practically through a wall. Yeah, and they also mentioned before the Jerry sh- Jerry's friend shows up that all of the victims all have the same victim profile. They're all 30s. They're all in their 30s, good-looking, success- successful, and with no known enemies. So all their victimology same. I've been watching a lot of your mm-hmm. ones. Anyways. So, uh, so we go from that to Dean realizing that he has left his flask at Lydia's womp womp. And so he calls and she answers, but she definitely does not want to be on the phone with them. And it is real awkward. And, uh, she kind of dismisses him. Why'd she give him her real number? 
I don't know. That's real weird. It's real weird. And we zoom out on Lydia, and she's super fucking pregnant. And she was not the night before. Very preggers. Very, very, very preggers. So we cut to a really weird room with a bunch of chandeliers and candles. That's how I just... I don't know what this is. And Lydia is now in labor and surrounded by a bunch of other women. And she gives birth to a baby and names it Emma. And then they call out next. Yeah. And the women are like telling her like the pain is an honor. And I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Like, no, no, that is never an honor. Like yanking something out of my twat. Like, um, no, thank you. Uh, but so obviously something weird is going on with mm -hmm. Lydia. So Sam and Dean go meet Professor Morrison at the anthropology department at a college. And I and... immediately go, hey, hey, I can't wait for curtain call. <laughs> so he definitely wants to get paid by the FBI for helping them. Uh, I and... love him so much. <laughs> and they're like, nah, you can have our gratitude and a good word with the IRS. And that gets his attention. So, like, Professor Morrison is just shady, but, like, this underneath shady, they never, like, they just keep, like, maybe he probably, he probably has IRS money and let's get problems. Let's just get with that. Apparently. But either way, he just needs to do a bunch of research on the sigil, They'll, but he can figure out what it is. He's so excited. And they're like, Sam's like, cool, cool. We'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, oh, I've spent an entire sabbatical on less than this. And they're like, mm, now there's a serial killer. And he's like, my housekeeper needs a green card. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So down to negotiate. So shady. Uh, so Dean is upset that Lydia still hasn't called. So he's just going to do a drop in. Thing. Fuck you. Get the, the fuck, oh. you psychopath. Get the What the fuck are you doing at my house? Like, I mean, I kind of get, though, like, he's got to get your property. I mean, it is what it is. Too. I, I, yes, I also understand that. But also, this is, but at this point, like, weren't there text messages? Apparently, she wasn't answering them. Yeah, I, I would be like, I'm coming to your house. If you just put it out, put it outside. In this is what you do. I would text and be like, hey, understand you're busy, Lydia. Like, just put it, I like, need, put I it in the back, back. Put, it in your, put it in your mailbox. We don't yeah, have to see something. each other. That's what I would do. We don't have to talk. We don't have to see each other. I just need my shit. Yeah. So much but easier no. than this awkward shit. Yeah. So he shows up at her door and she calls him the wrong name. <laughs> love it <laughs> calls him dawn instead of dean um and she found the flask and she almost threw it away so she goes to get it and he just fucking awkwardly just strolls right on in what the fuck is no wrong boundaries with you? no boundaries like, did sir you, you stay at the door sir stay at the Unless, door Unless, like did you have like a super like intimate night like maybe i think you just fucked like i don't think there was talking like mm. you did not connect you fucked you can't walk in the house but now there's like a young, like toddler almost. It's a baby, but not quite toddler it's age. Yeah. It's standing up. It's a, sta a baby that's old enough to stand yeah. in a crib. What's up? 18 months? And, I don't know. Yeah, sure. 18 months. Well, I don't know. 18, like we were yeah. talking about we were standing shoulder work. <laughs> no. And, uh, and he's like, oh, your baby's sitting. And she's like, nope. And he just like walks towards the baby, which more boundaries, sir. Boundaries. Boundaries. Don't walk towards the random baby in the house. <sighs> you creep. You fucking psychopath. You, who anyways, came over um, to get a thing of liquor? Yeah. 
So anyways, we find out that this is Emma, the baby that she just had like that morning or whatever. And uh, it's her first child. So she tells him. So um, Sam calls Dean and interrupts him. So he's like, yeah, I need to, we need to get to the crime lab right now. And while Dean's on the phone with Sam, he hears baby Emma talking like not goo goo gaga, like full on like, mom, who's that guy? Like talking Look to who's Lydia. Look talking now. What the fuck? Oh man, I haven't seen that movie in forever. So you're right. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. So they made a conscious decision about like going, like whether or not to have her mouth move, like the baby's mouth, and they just like, the head, didn't they? But so she does. She talks. She did, but it's not. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I didn't think it was that creepy, just because the voice wasn't goo goo gaga. I think because the voice was so matter of fact. Like, I was okay with this. So weird. So weird. So weird. So Sam's chick kicking it with Eddie back at the morgue. And they, they're looking at this body. And it's all the same shit. All the same again. And the good old De- Detective Charlene, though, is super suspicious. And she's like, what, what brought the feds in on this? Anyways, why are you here, Sam? And he's like, before he can even answer, Eddie's got the fucking answers. He's ready. He's like, oh, well, it was similar to other cold cases and it jumped state lines. Hmm. So, I have the case files. Sam, do you want to look at them? Here you go. So, I mean, obviously he is the serial killer because like that, if this was like, like, that's a, like, I would just be like, what the fuck, bro? Why do you know about this shit? But also why didn't Sam and Dean know about the cold cases? Why did this not pop up on their radar? I think the implication is because they didn't have Bobby. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. But, I, I'm just saying. So you're for you, know, Eddie knows that there's other cold cases that are similar to this. Like Eddie's just solved the case. Like fuck you, Charlene. Yeah. Like Eddie gets a promotion. Yeah. Right, promote him immediately. He's the he's the chef now. <laughs> so anyways, we got cases in. Exactly. He's got, they've had the same pattern happen before in Chicago and Miami. And so Sam is explaining all this, these identical murder fests to Dean and Dean's like, not really saying, but definitely telling Sam that he's staking out Lydia's and all these women like leave. He sees a bunch of women leaving Lydia's. They show up and then they leave and they have a suitcase and full on child size. Emma, so this has only been hours and she's like an eight year old now. Uh, I leave the house to uh to to go with them. Yep. And Lydia gives her a little locket, but stays behind. Yeah. So Lydia tells her to be a good girl and makes him proud, which is fucking creepy. Like I never want to hear that. No, no one told me ever to be a good girl and make anybody proud. That no. That's that's disturbing in so many ways. But I uh, also the costume department apparently that like this locket was like a last minute thing that was added into the script the night before, so then you just had to send somebody out to go find a whole bunch of lockets that look like this. There's like someone wow. go find heart lockets, and I can just imagine being like that PA or whoever was like like frantically the running the around person like going around Vancouver trying to find heart lockets and like cursing the person who put it in the script the night before. That's hilarious. Well, either way, Sam thinks that Dean is kind of cuckoo about this whole thing and that really he's just trying to make some shit up and is obsessed with Lydia, basically, is his hot take. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a woman who is not fawning all over him who is opposite Dean, right? 
So I can see this, you know, being a thing that Sam suspects. But seems wrong. He is. So Emma's now with this lady in the suit. We find out in the credits her name is Madeline. I didn't catch them say her name ever. But so I've just got lady in suit. Oh, 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 before that, did you inside the, the fridge it was just like beer and American cheese. Sorry. Inside. <laughs> I'd miss that. Well, I noticed it was pretty empty, but I'm yeah, not but sure. Yeah, but it was just like very like and it comes later, but like it was very specific, just these sad slices, like the wrapped American cheese. Ugh. So Emma's now at the weird place where her mom gave birth and lady in the suits Ew, talking about joining our family. Like them oh, me too. And there's a bunch of other girls all around the same age. They're all dressed in white and they're passing around a tray with pieces of meat and a glass of milk. Gross. Why are you giving them milk? Also, that was plum so interesting that oh. that looks like me but it's actually plums so which sounds okay. much better than eating meat and milk but also yeah. plums and milk gross why are you giving them milk i think i'm just offended by the milk so weird and there's a speech going on about how they hunt and kill for her and they go on these blood missions for the good of the tribe yep yep yeah. and emma is just not into it <laughs> there it seems like it but then she eats it because she's a sheeple yeah, she 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 bends and, and eats it. Oh, I don't, that sounded weird. Anyways, so back at the. She bends and eats. I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it at all. I really didn't. Yeah, I said it. You said it. Anyway, so at the university, good old Professor Morrison is giving a full on presentation to Sam and Dean. He's got slides. He is ready, ready, and they just want to get to the point but okay. And so he's talking about the ancient, how ancient and regional the sigil is, and it's been found on the Greek pantheon and it's tied to the goddess Har Harmonia. Yep, that's Harmonia wrong. No, that's wrong. To... Yeah. It's not, it's <laughs> already, I'm just already annoyed. Cause you know, there was a, like the goddess Harmonia was Aries daughter. She was not the one that Aries. So Aries like ends up like fucking a nymph named Harmonium, which is not the same goddess Harmonium. So I already got really mad. This is all like everything is wrong, wrong, wrong. So we're just going to do lore now. Oh, it's time for lore. Okay. Because I'm just mad. <laughs> well, oh. so like basically Dean brings up, you know, like, is this Wonder Woman? And so I think there's a lot of yeah duh you know and the professor is like no it's not wonder woman it's an ex because he does get to, he does say the word amazon we get to amazon he gets to so. amazon so he's talking about the amazon sorry i was very excited i thought he said it so um i jumped ahead whatever it's amazon's um so he says that they're an exclusively female culture with no use for men except for procreating after they were impregnated they killed the male first cutting off certain body parts So um, we're going to talk about some of the lore behind Amazons, not obviously all of it because there, there may be a lot, but not enough. Okay. Not enough. I will also say, I am not going to lie. I really thought that Amazons came from the Amazon in South America, like for the longest time. In the jungle? Yeah. Like up until they probably like 
longer than I should have, you know, way into adulthood. Like, it may have been, like, me getting into Wonder Woman comics or something at some point that I was finally like, what? And then I learned it was the reverse. So where did they come from? Were they real? Probably not, but maybe seems to be the general consensus. So thank you, world, for being very, very clear on that. And to be fair, there are legends of tribes of warrior women throughout the world, but the named Amazons mainly come from the ancient Greeks who were just obsessed. And they included them in their legends and depicted them in art. They depicted them as fierce warriors. But although they seem to admire them, like the legends always somehow ended up with the Amazons being defeated by their super Greek male counterparts. And, and I just honestly think that most of the Greek writers were horny men and liked to write about chick fights with their tits hanging out. And because like in most of the stories, like the Amazons are always hot. They're like ultimate fighter chicks. Like Ray is always like yeah. Ronda Rousey type stories. And, you know, like, and I say like the tits thing because it's a dudes and like one of the reasons is like, have you ever heard this, that Amazons cut off a tit so they could like fire a bow? Yeah. Does that seem like a practical thing to do? It just does not. Like, who who thought that up? A man. No woman was just like, you know what I'm going to do? Like, slop this. I'm just going to go, like, cut off my boo so I can fire a bow arrow. You know what? That one, that has nothing to do with how we fire a bow. Like, we're fine. Like that's it, but um, so it's just stupid. It likely originated though, like in about like 500 BC, when the Greek historian Hellenicus like was trying to come up with where Greeks had like had the word Amazon. So there is like a the Greek word for breast, like is like mazon or something, and then like a is like mm. without. So he's like, oh, clearly, like, these chicks don't have a boob. Like, that's what they're doing. Right. And so, like. Obviously. Obviously what there is. And uh, so I'm going to hopefully be able to share this so Diana can see this picture of that I'm just calling, ouch, my titty. And let's. Ouch, ouch, my titty. So I'm going to share screen and hopefully, oh, my God, dear God, just fucking work. So I'm not making awkward airtime. There we go. Oh, my titty. Yeah. So this is a wounded Amazon by Franz von Stuck from 1903. I I will put this on Insta, obviously. But yeah, pretty much is like a woman wire, like holding a shield and like just really squeezing her tit. It looks like it's bleeding. Her tit's bleeding. Yeah, it's like underneath it. Like, uh, why y'all are just they're just obsessed with boobs is all this comes Mm. down to so um it's also been said that amazons are a tribe of man-hating domineering women who enslaved and mutilated killed or rejected baby boys um that is also something that sounds like a bunch of dudes would write uh most sources you are praising you know kind of praising you know amazon's feel for men uh Homer used the word, words that portrayed them equal to men, and a lot of poets referred to them as, you know, man lovers, which sounds weird, but I mean, you know, that means they were fucking dudes, right? They liked men. They were, still, right. they weren't, you know, they weren't all like on the Isle of Lesbos. They weren't the the she. What is it? The she. 
she woman man hating whatever i'm trying to make the opposite of the he-man woman hater club and i just fucked yeah up. yeah ahead. so the notion of this likely originated just from the actual oppression of women by greek men to say like it was a very challenging time to be female uh at the birth you had a significant chance of just being abandoned which i guess like loosely didn't kill you but they would just be like i don't want this baby it's a girl and i'm gonna put her on a rock and maybe like like a bear family will come like get her and she can be like raised by these bears and then we have like stories about the bear girl but actually i think fun i think that actually goes into like one of the amazons and the being raised by a wolf or something i don't know uh but if you were like a, in a live historical greece like your life prospects as a female obviously a lot of those are going to depend on social class and your birthplace but still not going to be great you know if you were a spartan then you you know you can get some trainings and academics and combat but they were just like all about that gym life that was just kind of like sparta like just what they did right they were just like we're gonna we're all gonna work out together yeehaw but you're still not gonna have any rights you're just gonna be you know but you'll at least like be hot buns will be tight you'll have tight glutes which are very important to the greeks um they care a lot about butts we know that uh and, but in athens like formal education with you if you're a chick no that was only for upper class men if you were a girl basically you're gonna get taught like so do other domestic shit if you're upper class you would get to learn how to like manage your household but you know and but if you were also of you know the which is in general class, like you matured at 14 and that's when you got to get married to whoever your dad or what other male guardian picked for you to marry. And those were generally going to be about 20 to 30 years older than you. And probably they also have a bunch of other people they're fucking besides you. Um, but like as an ideal, like the, the Athenian woman, like she, she did not interact with men in like in public like no one's supposed to know your name if you're like a citizen wife right um this was mainly though for like the wealthy people because obviously if you're not rich you've got to work so you know work is going to generally involve right. you you know talking to people um usually yeah and also priestesses priestesses were exempt from that role and though they also played a pretty important role in athenian society uh particularly in the cult of athena polius or athena mm -hmm. so the, the the city's cult Right. So you right. could be like her priest and then you could do that and you can kind of wield some power that way. Um, but pretty much like those were going to be like if you're part of legit society, that's kind of like your only options. Uh, legit, like literary evidence even suggests that Athenians, uh, their houses had separate quarters for men and women. So, you know, you and your husband didn't even live on the same floor. Uh, women couldn't like enter into any kind of legal contracts or anything that was more than like like a certain amount of like barley right and right. so all like you were limited to were like most of your occupations would be things like you could be a weaver you could be a potter you can make you know you could do like you can make a net exciting things you could be a merchant um, and it was against Athenian law to criticize anybody regardless of gender for selling in the marketplace so you could also as a woman you could go shopping that was allowed okay. so you could go to the marketplace to buy to buy goods um, but normally if you're wealthy you would send the people that you owned to do that for you um, but obviously if you're poor you had to do that by yourself 
or your other option as one of the oldest professions in the world, you could do sex work. That was legal, but it was kind of frowned upon. Like it was kind of had a bad reputation and it was right. taxed. There were, you could be either a porn eye, which a porn, Huh. or a hatari which is like the high class version of that so if you're a porn eye uh, you charge for that and the other ones basically are like oh we only get gifts so it's not the same but you know yeah, yeah. Uh, sure but those women like you could have the power to choose your own clients and you can become right. like famous and like all sorts of things you could be hired as you know you could be a dancing girl so kind of just like dancers of today that's been yeah. around forever but you could be um then uh the chances of sexual assault are pretty high at these things okay. i could see that and remembering that you have no legal rights you only have your male guardian to stand up for you and nobody is guarding the guardian right yeah. yeah, and there's also this idea that Amazons gave up motherhood to become warriors, and which is just how would you make more Amazons? Well, this episode shows us that. Yeah, so there is like there is that rumor and the idea that like they would go out and like find a tribe of men and then they'd be like, we're gonna take them, we're gonna we're gonna fuck you, and then we're just gonna kill you and like take your seeds. We'll all be pregnant then. Yeah. No like that's just is dumb so like some of them were just like oh yeah they would just like mate with other people and then like they would send the male children away but no that that's just that's stupid okay so uh one thing to know is um on you know where the amazon's real question is that in the greek legends they were always talked about in the past right so nobody ever said in these legends like it was never like the amazon current yeah the amazons weren't like in athens like having a war right it was always about like the older wars or like the iliad so right. that was something that Homer wrote in, you know, 8th BC, right? So, and that was you saying that this was supposed to be set like 500 years before that. So I'm going to summarize the main legends about the Amazon Queens, because like I said, there's a lot of stuff. So this is all of the, all of the Amazon legends in a paragraph. Hercules gets told to get one of the Amazons, Hippolyte's belts, which had been a gift from her father, Ares, you know, the god of war. She was like, whatever, I don't even like that thing. But then one of the Hercules boys, like, sees the queen's sister and decides that he's entitled to whatever he wants. So he and Hercules fuck off back to Athens with the belt and the sister. Then the Amazons come to fight, they all get defeated. And except that when Achilles like is fighting, he sees like one of the Amazons. She's a hot queen, Penthesilea. They're all queens. He gets a boner, but he kills her anyways. Then he fucks her corpse. In some versions, he doesn't. Ha that doesn't happen. He doesn't fuck her corpse. He just is barely in love with her. But anyways, necrophilia makes the story more interesting. So that's all the Amazon legends in a paragraph. Oh. There are many, many, many books and, and things about that. So go look them up. So, but anyways, so back to where they're real. Uh, so it is more likely they were based off of some version of women warriors. There are archaeological findings of 5th century BC graves that indicate that the Greek myths of Amazons may have been inspired by real life equestrian nomads from 
Eurasia, which sounds a lot like Uranus. I don't know why, but it does. So both Amazons and the Scythian people shared traits like an active outdoor lifestyle, sexual freedom, hunting, and warfare. The discovery suggests a possible connection between the Amazons and the nomadic cultures of Scythia. And so around 450 BC, the historian Herodotus, whatever you say his name, I don't care. Dude, okay. uh, so him and other people described how women from Scythia fought alongside men on horseback, which resembled the Amazons. Greek and Roman historians report encounters of figures like the Amazons and Eastern lands by Cyrus of Persia, Alexander the Great, and Rome's general Pompey. So others believed in these existence and also associated them with those warrior women of Scythia. And so the Scythians were hardcore people with a reputation for drinking excessive amounts of undiluted wine, unlike those bitch-ass Greeks who mixed wine with water. Um, the Scythians also imbibed fermented mare's milk, and they used a plant to produce a smoke that no Grecian vapor bath can surpass. So, uh, transported by the vapor, they shout aloud. So inside vessels they have uncovered during archaeological digs, as saying they were all drinking a bunch of opium while they were smoking weed. Literal cannabis, and I'm like, yeah, Scythians, y'all knew how to party. And early in early excavations, the Scythian burial mound in the 1940s uncovered a bunch of warriors, but everybody thought they were all male. And then, like, finally, we were like, hey, we can do DNA testing. And they're like, oh shit, like, we misread this. This is a bunch of women. And so, about a third of the Scythian women found in burials were discovered with weapons, they had combat injuries. Active female warriors were going to be young as 10 and as old as 45 have been found. And they've identified over 300 uh, female remains so far um, from that area. There's also discoveries in Russia that have like other women like with weapons and elaborate hairdresses, like all kind of from the same area. So that is the thought is that there were within Scythia, it was just common because everybody like rode horseback. Right. And everybody fought right. because you had to. And yeah. so it's the thought, though, is that a lot of the Amazonian myth is based on those actual women that existed. They were warriors and Greeks were like, oh, we're a bunch of pussy men. We don't know what to do with like these. We're so scared about these women, but also you're hot. Like, cause that's the thing that underlining, like, thing about this is like, for me, like whenever I read this stuff about like the Greek legends about Amazons, it's like, they end up they fight you're really hot i want to fuck you but then oh no i kill you right like it's an unfortunate storyline it's an unfortunate storyline but it also sounds something like a horny dude would write so i think there yeah in my opinion yeah not a tribe of like i don't think there were like lands of like where we as women i wish there were but there's no land you know where we were just like we had our own like women land together like you know, being Amazons, but likely we were, you know, badass warriors who were fighting alongside men and, you know, just got, you know, changed to this. So, anyways, that's the lore. I like it. I like it. As a very tall woman, there's been Amazon jokes my whole life. So, uh, you know, there we go. And I come from a family of tall women. You do. I do not. 
<clears throat> but so. I always like, there's no reason you can't be a, you know, a, a tiny Amazon. No one ever said Amazon had to be tall. No, that's true. There's not a rule about it. It's just the, the, the lore of it. Uh, well, I just basically said, like, you know, you kicked ass, right? So, but I think right. also, like, the being a really tall thing, I don't know if that's why I thought it would South American women are tall. I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe just uh, our, our education sucks. What's funny, though, too, <laughs> is that I'm tall and my first name is the same. It's Wonder Woman's. Diane. Oh, my God. I just heard your dog make the most, like, hilarious it's, noise his, when you said that. His, his, he's making a lot of noises. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff I cut. And give me crazy eyes. There is a lot of stuff I cut from this, including um, about Wonder Woman's aunt being one of the Amazon queens and how she was played by Robin, who was uh, Robin Wright, who's the Princess Bride. Like, I don't like, I cut out. Like, it's a lot there. A lot there. Oh, I really wanted to go uh, into like the the legends behind the queens, and they are really good. Like they're good, like they're really great stories. At the same time, like like I think my paragraph sums it up a lot. No, it, it did. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll just gonna, wipe out whatever Professor Morrison whatever said. Whatever Professor yeah, Morrison is, uh, says is stupid. So let's just, we're going to wrap up with them and we'll see if there's anything there before we cut to finding out. Nah. Yeah. So we find out our investigator, uh, Charlene, damn it, Charlene. Detective Charlene. <laughs> yeah. You can't be a detective Charlene either. I was... Well, she knows that Sam and Dean's, Sam and Dean's IDs are fake. She's on the phone with somebody. Oh, she's on the phone with Suit Lady, a.k.a. Madeline, who heads up these Amazons. And basically she's like, mm, these guys are after us. They are these crazy motherfuckers that were on that crime spree a few months ago. So they must be some vigilantes, but we've dealt with hunters like this before. Oh no. So she knows that they are hunters too. She also called them thugs. Thugs. Yeah. Thugs. But um, good old Madeline points out, oh, well, we've already got one scheduled to be taken care of. We'll just add the other to the agenda. <gasps> Um, so we as a viewer have started piecing together that the mo for all of these dudes matches up with dean hooking up with the chick at the bar lydia so now we know dean dean's in danger 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 so dean's trying and sam are trying to research they're <laughs> I'll, I so hope my dog Albus picks, is picked up by the microphones. If I can so hear him by headphones, I can assume it's getting picked up. He does what I he does what I call monstering. I don't know what other word there is for it. And he like rolls around on his on the dog bed and makes crazy monster noises ah. <laughs> like that. I just love. Sorry, I love that he is a very vocal dog. I appreciate a vocal dog. This is not barking. I do. I do sometimes. <clears throat> so here we go. So uh, sorry if he continues to interrupt. That's a, just a little monster sound effects. So basically, Sam is Sam and Dean are researching. Um, but Dean's trying to dig through Bobby's books and we do have an underlying theme that's come up a couple times this episode. We haven't, you and I haven't touched on much, but basically they're bummed that they don't have Bobby to call for help. They're bummed they have to depend on professor Morrison. Sam is more just trying to figure out the workaround where Dean's pretty much like, I don't want to use anybody else. Well, guess what? Bobby's dead. So this is what they got to do. 
Um, and um, they're just, you know, they, they realize the professor is not going to be able to connect all the dots because he doesn't believe in what he's talking about. That makes a he difference. It's all just, yeah. So anyways, they're, but I, they found, but I also feel like that's kind of the professor's fault. Like the, you know, like, even if you don't believe in the myth, like to me, like there's a serial killer on the loose. So you should be acting like they believe it. So, yeah. And they, so they find a little bit more in their lore, uh, Sam and Dean, basically they figure out that, yeah, they, the, the Amazon reproduce quickly. They birth within 36 hours and then the babies grow fast and then basically eventually normalize in speed. And it's a, two-year mating cycle, which matches up with the amount of time between each of the cities they've been hitting. And as Dean says, though, it's an awful good way to make an army, right? Because that's the one of the mm -hmm. ideas that they're running on is that the Amazon women got wiped out, which if you went into like the actual history would be the Attic War. So the Amazon women got wiped out during that war and then went to Harmonia bullshit. And they went to this goddess that isn't you know whatever and then asked her for powers and that's why their their kids are coming out strong. so fast and, and their babies come fast yeah. so they can make a bunch of like but wouldn't there be like a lot more women like i don't yeah it seemed pretty small for that they haven't they're, they're they're not doing a very good job at replenishing their ranks if they're actually What's following through with, with like, what this if, plan is supposed to be if, this, if they're actually doing this plan there should be a lot more of them this plan should have started like two thousand years ago years like, ago that's, yeah there shouldn't be 15 of them kicking it in Seattle. This episode. They're in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Like, or there should, yeah, I don't know. Y'all, we need to talk about whatever is happening. Is it Karen? Is it, it sounds inefficient. Yeah. It's probably Karen. Anyways, so, so they realize it dawns on them at this around this time that Emma might be Dean's. Uh oh. Dean's a dad. Mm hmm. So we cut to our good old um, Madeline tribal leader wearing a necklace now of the sigil real big. And she's talking about how she's so pleased with the girl's progress because all these young girls who were like, mm, maybe like eight to 10 years old a minute ago are now teenagers and they're getting branded. Their wrists are being branded with the sigil now. And Emma's just kind of a wimp. She's yeah, she's not feeling it. Well, I mean, she is feeling it. No, she felt it, but she whined about it. <laughs> yeah, she was not happy. And it's about how you need to learn to endure and then inflict pain. Whatever, hmm. tall lady. All right. So okay. at the motel, they're going through Bobby's things. Yeah. And uh, Dean compares it to dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. And, um, you know... It, they're discussing about how basically, yeah, the Amazons hook up with decent looking, successful guys to improve their gene pool. I mean, there's not, I guess, I mean, it's it like a sperm donor bank, right? So that I would, yeah. I mean, yeah. And this is where Dean confesses that Amazons he told don't Lydia want no scrubs. A, they, Amazons don't want no scrubs. Uh, so this is where Dean confesses that he said he was an, a reinvestment banker. And Sam's UG just echoes all of our UGs. Like he just kind of does this sigh and like rolls his eyes and we feel it. Like he, he, does, he echoes all of our feelings. Yeah. 
But then like a piece of paper moves on the bed and it puts one on top. And Dean's like, what the fuck did you see that? And Sam's like, "Mm, hold on, let me get the EMF reader. And it's going bonkers. And he's like, oh, wait, never mind. We're under the fucking power lines and the windows open, Dean. This is bullshit. And Dean's convinced this is Bobby helping them. And uh, Sam's like, nope, no way. We burned him. Can't happen. So they pick up the piece of paper, though, that was on top and it's in Greek. So now they got to go back to the fucking professor to get it translated. And the professor <laughs> is very annoyed about this. Professor Morrison is not stoked. So they offered to remove his wiretap, <laughs> which is hilarious. What oh, is this professor doing on the side? Oh, but I want to know. I want to know. What a side story. <laughs> so um, at, the, uh, at the motel, Dean's doing his research and he hears a knock at the door, but he's ready. He's got his gun because he knows something's going to happen. And he looks through the peephole and guess who it is? It's teenage Emma. Oh, okay then. What just happened? Riverside just did, like our, our filming thing just did something real weird. I don't know what happened. All right. So there's a, I got a thought bubble with a thumbs up on my screen. I don't know what's happening. Um, okay, cool. So Emma goes, you Whoa. don't know me, but my name is Emma and I need your help. Uh, and then she gets really, and really yeah. whiny. And yeah. she's just like, you're my father. They tortured me. Wah. They told me you were a hunter. And I'm like, that's weird. Why are they telling you that? Like, that's, this is all very sus. It's super sus. And you can tell Dean's like trying to be open to it, but also super sus about it too. He's like, "Mm, I'm not convinced. And she's like, but I'm kind of hungry. She's like, but three days ago, I wasn't even alive. Okay. And Emma plays off like she's mad at her mom, like you do. Uh, She's a teenage girl. Shocker. And this is her last chance to have anything normal. So here's my complaint. Are you ready? This is my problem. This girl was born three days ago and thrown into the Amazon tribe. How does she know what normal is? Apparently, like, I mean, she, like, think about, like, when she was, like, in her crib, she was, like, who is that guy? Like, so apparently there. But she wants, is there a chance at a normal life? She doesn't know what a normal life is. I don't know. She also is just, like, she also knows how to manipulate her father by saying, I know you don't want me. So clearly, like, they got something in their head. And so well, I know. I was just saying that like, that was my red flag. I'm like, she wouldn't know what normal is. Ha ha ha. That's how no, you know. all, all, all of this is fun. It's all a ruse. It's, it's all, all a ruse. ruse. It's all a ruse. And at that point, Professor Morrison's like, oh, I have read this rest of this. This is so funny. Ha ha ha. The ritual of initiation is the children born. The children must then kill their father. How edible. Oh. So we get a lot of like, it's a lot of like back and forth scenes now. We've got Emma asking Dean for help. We've got Detective Charlene attacking Sam. And she gets some crazy, like, like really bad, like, I said red eyes. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's not red eyes. Like the area around her her eye sockets get all red. Yeah. It's like the makeup I did for Halloween last year. And then she turns yellow. She gets jaundiced with some red eyes. With really pale irises. I don't understand the point of this makeup, but I kind of like it. So. But why? I don't think that the Amazon. I don't know where this came from. I said, I don't understand this. Stupid. 
it's pretty and she has a and she has the the brand the sigil branded on her wrist we learned that but anyways so she like tries to like throw she throws sam she calls him sam winchester you're gonna turn him in and then he shoots her and that seems to work that seems to kill the amazon so but, but his phone's broken yeah, she broke his blackberry so, no. right here place that uh, so now he's got a haul ass in person to go stop emma from killing dean and uh yeah and so yeah. he offers her cheese or a leftover burrito as a snack because that's the only food he has nope we'll see the cheese it comes back and then she of course pulls a knife on him and then he of course, of course pulls a does. gun on her yeah and uh yeah and he's just like she's now she's all snarky i was told you'd be a challenge well i don't like you you're very you're just i don't know like somehow like you got millennial inside those two days i don't know like Ugh. i just whatever you do is just gross so they have a standoff and jean's just like you can walk away and that she's a psychopath she's like it's weirdly hard isn't it you know and just like someone has to kill someone my childhood's super disappointing okay okay we get it emma so Sam busts in, she gets the crazy red eye thing, and Sam shoots her. So I guess now we're even for Amy. What? Oh. I don't. I don't. You just so, also well, killed your niece. Like I mean, so, like we, this, just, we get we get what? It gets real dark. They they try to go find the Amazon headquarters. It's empty, so they're already gone. <laughs> okay, and later, Sam's so, trying to. They show down the alley to the mothership, but oh no, so sad. The Amazons have left it. Suck it, bitches. I mean, um, what? Uh, well, Sam's like driving. They're both upset that the Amazons got away. I, I will but tell they you. They do. This is where alert. they really start. Well, I just uh -huh. want to tell you. Spoiler alert. We never learn what happened to the Amazons. So they're just out there. They're just out there. They're just out there. Like, Doing their this thing is like thousands of Amazons everywhere. Just every Millions, two years. Just just billions. Doing a bunch of, billions doing a bunch of, of bang, banging and killing. Banging and like killing dudes that we just don't know about. I wonder if it's a tribe specific thing that they cut off hands and feet or like different ones cut off different things. Oh, interesting. Like, I'll take a nose. <laughs> I'll take an arm. I'll take an ear. Maybe. I don't know. We're the, take a butt we're the penis drive. Yeah. Take, a, take one, the balls. <laughs> one ball. Um, only one ball. One, one only ball. One ball. Uh, but yeah, so the, they do have a convo now about like, oh, well, you know, the, the, the parallel between this and with Amy. And I kind of see, oh, so hold on. Obviously when this happened, I see the parallel with Amy. Absolutely. You know, Sam's kind of mad. He's like, look, Emma's not really yours. And he's like, yeah, she kind of was though. But also, you know, she was a monster. And, you know, and, and Dean's stance has always been, you have to, we kill monsters. We kill monsters, period, the end. So Sam's kind of upset with him about this whole thing. Because he's and a he's hypocrite. Like, yes. And, he, and Sam calls him out. He's like, Bobby was right. Your head is just not in it. That I don't get though. Like, this is like... I don't know if I would make the parallel between how Dean has been like not in the game and this episode, or at least what happened in this episode, because I feel like this is different. Like this is different than like normal being checked out from being emotionally vulnerable are two different things. Yeah, well, and like you fa accidentally fathered a child, you know, like that's, a, that, that's very different. To me, I feel like that's a different thing than I've checked out because I'm not into hunting. Like this is there's like nuance. I don't know there's if I want there. to kill my offspring. There should be a natural like I don't know if I want to kill this child. That's yeah. That feels reasonable. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's much more complex. So anyway, Dean's like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. You're just as messed up as I am. But Sam's like, I'm just upset. You almost got yourself killed. Don't do that. That's it. And that's the episode. Yeah. And Dean's just like, I'll do what I can. Shut up. But now what Liz has been looking forward to, we get to talk about our casting couch. Yay. I'll kick off with the one you want to hear about the most. How about I do. That? I do. So Professor Morrison is played by Harry Groner, G-R-O-E-N-E-R. Uh, he is German, actually. He's amazing. Um, he's just oh, so good. He's he's been in single episodes of 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 his a his career is pretty ex- extensive. So just to be clear up front, but he's been in episodes of everything from Saint Elsewhere, Matlock, Star Trek, Next Generation, Voyager, and Enterprise, all three. Law and Order, Law and Order, Home Improvement, Murphy Brown, Charm, Third Rock from the Sun, Malcolm in the Middle, Bones, CSI, Breaking Bad, Once Upon a Time, Ghosted, Modern Family, and Nine One One Lone Star. So, and that's just a sampling. He um, played uh, the uh, decor captain in Amistad. Uh, he's Michael in the movie Dance With Me. He's Dr. Prack in Patch Adams. Um, John Rush in About Schmidt. Uh, Mr. McDo- Mr. McDoglin uh, in uh, Road to Perdition. And then I'm going to come back to that one. He's Clint in How I Played Your Mother. It was multiple epi- ongoing episodes. Uh, Pembroke in A Cure for Wellness, which is a pretty current, ser- more recent series. Uh, he plays Senator McGee in the new film Oppenheimer. And most importantly, I know <laughs> to Liz is Mayor Richard Wilkins in Buffy. Yay, the mayor! And he becomes a giant snake. Also, it's like awesome mayor and giant snake. Uh, Lydia was played by Sarah Canning. She's been in episodes of Smallville, Hell on Wheels. She has actually a reoccurring character named Charlotte Royce. Once Upon a Time, Van Helsing. And she's been in a couple episodes of Big Sky, which is interesting. That's um, something that Jensen's on now. Uh, and she's on 911. Uh, she also uh, was Lake in War for Planet of the Apes. Jacqueline in a series of Unfortunate Events, which I really much enjoyed the series on uh, Netflix. Uh, Catherine Drew in the Nancy Drew series and Jenna Summers in the Vampire Diaries. She was Jenna. She definitely was. I was about to be like, how the fuck was she? But yep, she was Jenna. And what happened in Jenna, she died. So, and then we've got Detective Charlene Penn was played by Kendall Cross. Uh, Episodes of Highlander, Smallville, Fringe, Once Upon a Time, Flash, Riverdale. Uh, she's uh, Mrs. Kagan in the Butterfly Effect, which we talked about recently, and has had had small roles in films like like bit parts or small roles in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Snakes on a Plane, and The Wicker Man. Uh, and it's been done a lot of Hallmark films as well, or movies. I should say not films, Hallmark movies. Uh, Madeline, our our tribal leader, was played by uh, Jill Teed. Uh, episodes of X Files. <laughs> I'm sorry, my monster Albus is. <laughs> Go on. All right. Episodes of X-Files, Party of Five, Smallville, Multiple Times, and iZombie. Um, she was Madeline Drake in the movie X2. It's one of the X-Men films. 
had a bit part in uh, this means war and Godzilla, and then a whole lot of Hallmark, a whole lot of Hallmark. Uh, Emma, our, our angsty teen version, was played by Alexia Fast. Uh, you may have seen her in the 4400, Bates Motel, or I Zombie, and, or as uh, Sandy in Jack Reacher. And our favorite forensic officer, Eddie, was Eddie. played by uh, Craig Anderson. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, he was a character named Ian in uh, Love Happens. He was in, uh, and then in episodes of, episode of Fringe. Uh, and then he was a reoccurring character named Morgan in the TV show Hellcats. But there's nothing on his um, IMDb since 2012. So I think he doesn't. He may have exited the stage. Hopefully, I hope he's alive, Eddie. Maybe he became a CI, CSI. I don't know. That's not a company. So there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, what a great cast! I was, that's like that. Yeah. That cast is this cast is hugely really impressive. Good. I mean, just in general, besides the fact that I love the mayor, uh, but no, it was really good. I think this episode too. So I was I, right before we started, and I know it was like not when we were recording, mm -hmm. and I was just making my aside to you about the episode, and I was like, it's kind of a bummer, but actually talking back about it, it's super entertaining episode, like an exceptionally entertaining episode. I'm excited about the Amazon stuff because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a tall female named Diana. How could I not get Amazon references all fucking yeah. day, every day of my life? So I'm into it, and so I love that. Uh, I just thought like the the you know the the having to kill your daughter or your daughter kill you thing is like a little bit of a little, little rough. They've been through enough with that shit right now. Like, come on, give them a break. Well, I feel Why like it's it such a throwaway that? thing, right? Like, it's barely like she's like like I know she's like not human, but she's human. Right. Enough. Like you're half like you're half Dean, right? Like I, you can't just like I know like you're half mobster, but. You just killed, like, your brother just killed But your... are you? Are you 100% monster or only half monster? Well, I mean, it was like, I don't know. Like, it's... Then if you're 100% monster, then why do genetics matter? I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah, I feel like it's complicated. Like, it's so complicated that he shouldn't have shot her that fast, right? Like, I feel like there should have been a... We need to take a step and, no like... Pause. Yeah. Like, we need to take a step back and figure this out. Like, hey, Dean, do you want me to shoot her? blink once for yes or two for Would no like give me, me something your daughter like <sighs> and then we just don't i don't I honestly don't think we ever talk about it again like it's just like the amazons just go away just like in the and, world and they, and they killed dean's kid la, la, la. weird real weird so this episode really was a standalone it really doesn't like do anything to perpetuate the story about bobby about them what they're doing i mean other than the implication that they think bobby was haunting them for a second and they're still dealing with bobby's death that's it like they really don't well, this episode doesn't really propel any it's of the a other very slow lines. propel right so we kind of we get their stances on it we can see dean's hopeful we can see sam is just like i'm not having this shit like i need to move on right and so yeah. I think it's some of that, but it's slow. And uh, next week is going to be, I may have to order a special outfit for next week. Uh -oh. That's pretty exciting. Noted. So that's all I got. That's all I got. As I go to Amazon, it's Prime Day, and I'm looking up something to buy. <laughs>
Cheers, Jerk. Oh, cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 